Welcome to the Tarot Readers Academy TV and podcast, the place to be to get the tools, tips, techniques, and building blocks to level up your tarot reading practice, heart-centered business, and spiritual journey. I'm Anthony Dawn. I'm a full-time card slinger, business coach, author, and the headmistress of the tarotreadersacademy.com. And to top it all off, I'm also your host for this TV series and podcast. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Tara Readers Academy TV and podcast. And today I have the one and only Sue Elisella, who is here to talk to us about business and running our own sacred business. Now, this is another professional who is actively card seeing. So this is another one of our amazing guests who are in the tarot trenches, so to say, doing the do, walking the walk and talking the talk. She is also a business coach working with people to bring their businesses to the forefront and really fulfill their life and heart purpose. Thank you so much for joining us, Sue. Oh, thank you, Anthony, for having me here. I'm really excited to be here. So thanks again for inviting me. So we're going to be talking about tarot biz and some of the realities of what that may mean and how we can sometimes think it's one thing and another. So can you tell us a little bit about how you got started? What was your call to action and how did you find the first few steps of getting into this world? Okay. Well, basically put, um, I started reading tarot when I was 17 and I'm 46 now. So um, it's been a while, we'll say. And um, I actually started as a business because I live in Austria now and I took a life coaching course and the Austrian government didn't um, recognize my credentials because my credentials were American-based, but I could be a tarot reader. Um, and so tarot and life coaching are so intertwined. I mean, I just feel like the cards are just, you know, one tool in my toolkit, number one, and also the start of a discussion that can help a person to really explore their issues, um, triggers, see what will work and what won't work in their lives and help them to move forward. And so I started reading tarot professionally, um, kind of to combine that, that coaching and tarot and advising. Awesome. It's so true. It can be the doorway. And in fact, it's 78 doorways to a conversation about, life and and really delving deep into yourself and that's one of the amazing things about the tool definitely yeah yeah and the more you explore it the deeper it gets so (laughs) yeah and then the more decks you buy (laughs) Yeah. yeah so what were some of the things when you started reading tarot at the beginning surprised you in regards to it can be on the tarot practice side but also on the tarot business side were there any Uh, expectations that you were like oh or assumptions that you made oh yeah I had you know I had the basic 
vision, like the dream in my eyes. I thought, oh my gosh, I'm just going to start my website and I'm going to put it out there and then everybody's going to read it. And then I'm going to be making like hundreds of dollars a day. And, you know, this was eight years ago. Um, and so I realized like, you know, I tripped and I fell hard, <laughs> you know, at first, but from doing that, I learned so much, like, you know, probably in the same respect as you and a lot of the other people who are out there, you learn how to build a website, you learn how to use um, uh, design applications like Canva, and um, you learn about marketing, you learn about recording videos, you learn about editing videos, you learn so much. And so you become this multi-dimensional business person with so much knowledge behind you. And then you start getting into the community and making these relationships. And, you know, kind of, um, I've known who you were for a really, really long time now, and I've always admired your work. And so you start getting into the community and you learn more. And then not only about tarot, but as about yourself as a person and about running a business. So it's really interesting. I think one of the things that you really touched on there that um, I feel comes up quite a lot, even with my clients, is uh, don't be afraid to fail and don't be afraid of doing it wrong. I get a lot of uh, my business mentoring clients and my tarot students saying to me, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to do the wrong thing or offer the wrong product. And I'm like, don't be afraid to fail and don't be afraid to experiment. You, this is your own business. You're never going to get the opportunity unless you start several of your own businesses to play and experiment as much as you want than, than in this space. I had offers that I no longer have anymore that I offer when I first started because it was either I don't want, doesn't align anymore or I've evolved them and changed them. But don't be afraid of failing and don't be afraid of the hard road, Right because it teaches you so many skills that you're going to be able to use later. Sure, everyone's looking for like the shortcut. You know, a lot of people are looking for the shortcut to make money, but it's like the things that I've had to learn by through tutorials and going really slowly or having to hire an expert to help me for a little bit before I got my, you know, my feet under it has been invaluable moving forward. Right. Oh, yeah, definitely. And you said one key word, evolve, because what you're doing today um, you might not be interested in tomorrow, like you said, or, you know, the marketplace has shifted so much. So what you were offering, you know, two years ago might not even be valid or something that your clients are looking for today or next year. You know, this year, um, video and audio recordings are a much bigger draw, for example, than perhaps a text-based, you know, reading. And so you really have to learn to roll with the market, to roll with your own experimentation and what you prefer out of these things. And also, yeah, just allow it to evolve and never take yourself so seriously that like, you're just like, oh my gosh, if this doesn't work out, well, if this doesn't work out, there's a thousand and one other options for you. And don't like, you know, it's easy to push yourself too hard and focus on perfection but there is no such thing as perfection and do it get it done get it out there 
you know, and, and just work with it and then look at that as like a, a stepping stone or a starting point for your next big thing or, you know, your next try. I always consider it throw spaghetti at the wall and see what sticks. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And you have permission to change and evolve too. I think of, like, I find that some people don't give themselves permission to start. And then the other part that people really stall in is giving themselves permission to change and evolve. And that's cool too, right? So it's all, especially if you're doing this work, often it is a mirror to what is going on for you spiritually. Um, yeah. Always in a student teacher, well, a student role with the universe. So um, yeah, it's going to, it's definitely going to change. Definitely, definitely. So what do you think are some of and the... One of... So oh. no, you go yet. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was going to say just, um, you know, at first too, I think it's really easy to look at a large audience, but you have to consider that you're talking to one person at a time. Like each person who's watching your videos, each client that you have each audience member is just one person and so you don't have to really worry about you know talking to every single person that's out there talk one person at a time and it's going to grow that way it is going to grow that way and that's the best way for it to grow is slow and steady because that way you know it's not it's more organic um and and it's true you say one person it's true one person is going to be seeing your post on their phone or watching your video on YouTube or seeing your stuff on Facebook. Um, so it's, it's true. We only have one, you know, if we're blessed with eyesight, we only have one set of eyes, right? So, um, yeah, one person and that's just focus on, yeah, I think that's a beautiful reminder. Thank you. So what do you believe are some of the realities that are um, maybe fantasized about or people you know maybe some there are some people who are saying oh you know it's not this and you can do all this but what are some of the realities you think you want to make people really aware of not from being a hard master but just from your experience um really one of the most important things is keeping good boundaries um i know like my time i have three children and I have sat there and, you know, when I was first starting out and they would come, mommy, mommy, let's do something. And I'd be like, no, I'm re I'm doing these readings and everything. And this is when I was doing free readings too. So I wasn't getting paid for my time. And I missed so much of my kids' time, you know, kind of doing things that I shouldn't have been done, that I should have been putting boundaries on, you know, have office hours, have days that you work, days that you're off, keep you know, allow yourself to say no. You know, I think a lot of us are just at the beginning, especially like really kind of, what's the word, schlepping for work. <laughs> I don't know what you would say, you know. And so you're, you're like, yeah, yeah, I'll do that. And you know in your stomach it's not feeling right. And you're just like, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, I'll do that. And then you end up, number one, the energy is off in your readings, in your interaction with these people who you shouldn't be working for and with anyway. Um, you get frustrated with yourself. You get frustrated with your clients. And one little word, no, can, you know, just stop all of that negative energy bleeding into your 
into your workspace and into your profession because this can be a beautiful, magnificent experience. Working with tarot is, you know, kind of such a blessing. I go into work every day and I'm just like, wow, this is amazing. Wow, these people are cool. Wow, this and that and the other thing. But there are people who will suck all the energy out of me gladly and for zero payment. So um, no is a good thing to learn and also trusting your gut with clients. If, you know, if somebody reaches out to you and says, Oh, Hey, la 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 la. And you get this, I've had it before. You get this really strong pulling or something like, no, you have to learn to trust that in the same way when you're reading cards to trust that intuition, intuitive message coming through, trust your intuition with your clients as well, because that's going to be really key about, your energy in your work. Um, and energy is an, well, okay, I'll talk about energy and then I'll talk about something else. But um, energy is one of the things that I'm, I'm looking through people's websites now and I'm evaluating their social media and analyzing their stuff. I'm really kind of both creative and analytical. Um, and you can tell when somebody is not putting energy into their work at all. You can look at their their social media or in their um, videos or whatever, and you can tell that there's something off, even if there's content there, even if, you know, um, they're posting continuously daily, but there's just some missed something that's in there. Either they're trying to be somebody that they're not or they're not, you know, fully expressing themselves because whew, this is a big, huge field. And some of us, even myself, in some ways, you know, I, I connect with various different things. I connect with angels. I connect with Wiccans. I connect with pagans. I connect with this and that and the other thing. And I can't rein myself in. I can't be anybody except pursue. You know, and I don't want to try and be Ethany. I don't want to try and be, you know, Teresa. I don't want to try and be anybody else. I want to be me. And and that unique and original energy of who I am needs to come out or else it's going to look and feel wrong. So. Absolutely. Authenticity is key and people are going to see it. Like I, I remember getting around that block a little while, like quite a few years ago, but I was like, Oh, you know, I have a, I have a corporate background, like from many moons. And um, so, you know, I was used to being in meetings and being very formal where I'm a right, silly person. I go really <laughs> am. I will burst out into song anytime. I'm a goofball. I'm a nerd. Like, total gamer geek like and I'm like well I'm just going to be you know who I am so and Mm -hmm. and you're going to find the right people being who you are anyway so right you can't please everybody and uh if you try to bend over backwards pleasing people they're the ones that are going to mess you up the most because you're shifting all of your dynamic to incorporate somebody else instead of being true to who you are right exactly exactly and another thing is you might have to keep your day job when you first start reading tarot as a profession. And unfortunately, I think that there's this, there are people out there in our community who are like, no, if you really want it, just put all of your magical energy into doing it. And it's just like, it takes a while to build it up. It's, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. It's not going to happen overnight. It's not going to happen, you know, 
even I've seen people even only put three months into it. And then they're like, I want to quit because I put three months into it. It's just like, it can sometimes take years. It's a, there are a lot of us out there and, and that's okay. It's beautiful. It's brilliant. But at the same time, it's taken every single one of us. I mean, in the background, like I said, I've been working at this for eight years and, um, so if you are working on relying on this for your income, it's going to take a while, (laughs) you know, just to be brutally honest, it's going to take a while and don't give up your day job. Yeah. And any business that seems like it's an overnight success actually usually isn't unless they've had some unbelievable amount of capital, like they've taken out a second mortgage or something. Um, usually isn't, it's usually a lot of underground work that you haven't seen for a very long time. And then you reach the tipping point and then it's like people start to notice you or you start to make an impression or whatever it may be. But yeah, I agree. It takes, it takes years. And it took me when I moved, from being a face-to-face reader only and in fairs and doing events in Australia and being known in that community. And then I moved to Canada and I had to start all over again. Um, it took, it's, it's, I think I'm into year five of my business online and it's, it took, it took time. And I had a son in that time too, but <laughs> it took right. time for it to like start to the momentum where I'm like, okay, cool. I can, and I had a job. I had a muggle job when I was here for a year and then, um, yeah. And I just invested it back as much as I could back into my business and use my spare time wisely and, and, uh, said no to a few things and hustled a lot, <laughs> but yeah, allow All right. because if it's meant, if you're meant to be doing the work, um, if you're meant to be doing this or you feel like this is your calling, it's not going to deter you. Um, I don't feel any way. I just feel like it, it, it's just that, Make something that's going to last. Right, right, exactly. Um, Yeah, that's really, like you said, too. I mean, I'm an expat like you are. And so when you're working on building up in a new area, it's like starting over again. And you have the, the, the luxury of the native language, whereas I don't. So it's just like... I had to find, you know, sometimes I'm doing readings for Russian people where German is our middle language. <laughs> it's just like, but I don't read in German most of the time because I don't feel, um, you know, there's some things that I just feel better about doing in English, you know. So if I can avoid that, I don't. But I do take the occasional German speaking client. Um, but another thing that you're talking about is investing, investing time, investing money, investing in your business. And we are business people. And, you know, even in my group, I talk about this a lot too. I don't mind that PayPal takes a percentage of my money. I don't mind putting money into advertising. I don't mind paying a good web developer for his or her time because at the end of the day, that's supporting other businesses. That's saying, hey, PayPal, here's a percentage of what I'm earning because you have a business and I have a business and I honor your business and you're honoring my business. And I think it's a beautiful thing. And so many people get mad about like Facebook um, 
charging pay to play, you know, charging for ads and stuff like that. And I'm like, I don't mean to be like, here, take my money. But that's kind of how I am because I recognize that they have a business to run too and they have people to pay and their platform is there and I am, you know, I'm using it. So of course I have to respect and honor their business. And so, you know, when you are, I know you recently started looking for a VA Mm -hmm. and, you know, um, doing that, you want to find somebody who's the best fit for your company and the best fit for your company probably isn't somebody who's charging three bucks an hour. Right. You know, and that person comes with skills and, you know, this and that and the other things. So I think it's really important that we as members of community who want to make a fair and reasonable amount for our work should have to pay a fair and reasonable amount for the people who work for us as well. I feel like it's, it's more of a symbiotic relationship than like an exploitative relationship at that point. And it's the same with people charging for their readings. You know, I don't have time to do like a 27 page write up for three bucks. I'm not going to compete with those people. I will keep a list of those people to refer clients who want cheaper readings. That's fine and dandy with me. But if somebody wants to, I had somebody last week who emailed me, is that your best price? Yes, it is. It is my best price. <laughs> I'm not going to discount my work. <laughs> so, yeah, because there's a lot that people don't realize that I'm putting into these readings as well, as far as money out of my pocket, you know, and you do the same. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that. And another one that I get about paying people is pay your artists because I've got yeah. debts. I get a lot of people saying, how did you find your artists and what did you pay them? And it's like, I'm not going to give you like, I'm not going to, I don't have the time to kind of go. Cause that's a massive thing to explain to someone anyway. Oh, yeah. But um, the process is just so in, involved and different every time. But it's like, uh, you know, I've seen a few calls to, I want an artist. But they're like, you'll get exposure. It's like, no, pay your artists. Like they need to eat too. You can't yeah. expect them to live on exposure. And if, unless you are able to guarantee them something back, I just, I find some, and that's scarcity mentality, you know, like that's really going like I'm, I'm worried that, and I'm not trusting myself and I'm not trusting my product or my ability or whatever it may be, whatever the root cause of that belief is, but yeah, pay your people, pay your people right. worth it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Especially like artists. I mean, oh my gosh, I'm an art fan to begin with. So I'm like, I look at people and, and, you know, I'm just like, Ooh, I would love to create a deck with this person or that person or the other person, but that's some skilled, refined labor there. And yeah, you can't just be like, Ooh, well, Hey, you know, give me 78 beautiful pieces of art for free. And then maybe you'll get some, you know, so. I'll give you a few Amazon gift cards. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. So, no. So how do you combat or how have you combated the age old issue of comparison? So having a look at what's going on in our world and, and how do you kind of stay in your own space and what's your advice for people who are really struggling with comparison? 
you know, it's simple. I, I've been my own person for a really long time. I was like, you know, and so for me, there is only one me and I don't need to compare myself or my work or how I do things to any other person. Um, I don't want to be anybody else. Number one, I like who I am. I'm dorky. I am, you know, I go off on tangents. Um, I'm very flippant, but at the same time, I'm very pragmatic. Um, yeah, so I want to be me and I don't want to be you and you're awesome and I love your work. And so uh, for me, it's like almost like a non-issue. I don't want to try and be anybody else and you shouldn't want to be try and be anybody else, nor should anybody listening to this. And so you, I can look all day at what you're doing or what, um, is it Vixen? Vix, uh, she does videos as well. She wears like the... Vixen um, YouTube stuff? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Um, to see what you're doing, what you're talking about, what the trends are. But as far as anything else, I want to make my own opinion. I want to check it out. I want to look at the decks myself and formulate what I think about them. I don't need to echo, you know, what you're saying or what anybody else is saying. I want to be my own voice in it. And that's what each of us should be thinking because each of us is bringing our own unique values, our own unique insights, our own unique filter into this. So I think it's really important to look at other people's work, but just be yourself ultimately at the end of the day. So there is no comparison. Mm. And I've said this before and I'll, I will say it again, but um, people are often there, because there are so many tarot readers out there and mediums and channelers and readers, people are often booking with you for a reason, right? Often they're drawn to you. So it's not about, it's probably like 30% the offer that you have. It's probably 70% or more you. So mm -hmm. my advice to people who get stuck in comparison besides stop trolling other people's stuff, <laughs> honestly, it's just going to make you paralyzed with fear. But the, the, the other thing that is find out what makes you uniquely you. And if you haven't done this for yourself, it is a true gift in and outside of business. So it's what can you offer? What can you share? What experience, what background, what magic, what brings you joy? Can you offer and put to the table that nobody else can? Because no one, no one can replace that or try to copy that. And that's where the secret sauce for me, I find, really is. Right. Yeah, definitely. Very well put. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> How do you feel about um, seeing things on, um, and, and we've, you know, there's so many texts, there's so many tarot books, so many tarot decks. Where do you draw the line between, like, admiring something that you're seeing and then someone maybe copying it a little bit too closely or how do you feel we can be good members of the community in sharing each other's work or honoring um the inspiration if you've gone oh that inspired me to do something totally name people tag them name them say you know i've shared your um new moon or full moon um, readings on my own blog and I'm like I got this from Ethany Dawn here is a link to Ethany Dawn's work if you like this reading you can find more about it and you know always 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 
give proper attribution. Don't ever steal anybody's art or their pictures or whatever, you know, because it's number one, it's wrong. Number two, it's not yours, <laughs> you know. Um, but then also I've created, you reached out to me. I didn't even think you knew who I was like on your radar, <laughs> you know what I mean? So it was just like, Oh, you know, so you're creating these relationships with people because, you know, or like, um, for example, I don't, I don't think you'll mind, but I just bought Benabelle's, um, year planner, her day planner. Oh, I've got that too, the metaphysical year planner. Oh, yes. Yeah. 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 And I was just like, oh my God, this is so fabulous. So I took pictures of it and everything, but I tag her in it. I say specifically whose it is. Because if people are asking for it, if I admire somebody else's work, um, I want them to get the credit for creating that work. And I guess, you know, I've been in the art community for a really long time as well. So that for me is just like a non, you know, I would never think to be like, oh, this is mine, you know. But now I know that we have to go to the point of watermarking um, (laughs) pictures and you know, making sure, and I do report people if I see people um, printing um, bootlegged uh, decks and things like that. I totally report that to Facebook because that's just wrong to to take somebody else's hard work and effort and then try and print it out and pawn it off as your own and keep them out of the situation. I mean, it's even, yeah, I mean, even when you're doing a blog post about a deck, you should always say whose deck it is so that if somebody likes it, then they can go back and buy that deck themselves. You're not the originator of that stuff. So it's just, it's common courtesy. It's the way that the world goes around in my world. So yeah. Yeah. I've recently went through, um, I mean, it's happened a couple of times to me in my uh, online career. Um, but I recently went through, um, something similar where I had to now start putting my logo on my social posts because people were just copying and pasting and taking it. And it's like, I don't mind if you share it, share, share away. But when you are posting it to your groups and things like that, saying that it's yours, that's like, I sit there and I write this myself, you know, I take the photos and I edit them and, and uh, yeah. So, and uh, also a little PSA, a friendly PSA. um, If all tarot decks on wish.com are fake, they are stolen and they are reproduced without the permission of the creators, authors, and artists and publishers. So if you see those cheap knockoffs on wish, run avoid because all those wonderful creators are not getting paid for their work right yeah and you have to watch too like ebay and etsy and you know i understand you want decks (laughs) i want decks you want decks we all want decks yeah but at the end of the day there's print money involved there's you know there's so much involved in the background that just it's just good karma if if we have to just like break it down and say it's bad to do bad things and it's good to do good things nice person (laughs) but I mean that at the end of the day it's just you know do to somebody else what you'd want them to do to you 
And I know a lot of people don't, didn't realize, you know, because I've asked before and they think that anything that's on the internet is just public property and it's not, you know, words, it, it cracks me up when people are like putting copyright all over their words and everything. These words are mine, this picture is mine and everything, but they never give credit to the person whose deck they're using. Mm. You know, so it's just, you know, if you're copywriting your stuff, then make sure that you're giving proper credit to the people whose work you're using as well. Absolutely. It's going to go a long way to the longevity of your business as well, just because, you know, we're a very, um, we're a small community within a larger one, especially the tarot community inside the more metaphysical one. And um, we're not that online, especially like there's a few groups, um, but yeah, we kind of all run into each other at some point. Uh, And it's just, it is, it's just good karma. Right. Yeah, and it's making sure that you have a great reputation within the community as well. I mean, nobody can knock having a good reputation. Absolutely. Yeah. What are some of the the foundations, the strong foundations you think people should focus on if they want to? If they're like, this is my calling, I really want to move into doing tarot as a business. Um, Number one, set up strong foundations. Um, I did create a worksheet that um, I put up on my website just for you today. (laughs) Um, But, you know, your business is a business. Treat it like a business from the start. Make sure, number one, that you can legally read tarot in your state or country or whatever, that you're not going to be sued or experience fines or get shut down or imprisoned you know, in some situations with the the political climate being the way it is around the world in some places, I think it's almost dangerous, you know, to read tarot. So find out, you know, if you need disclaimers, find out what disclaimers are. That's like saying, I can't um, give you medical. Yeah. Lottery numbers. I love that one. Like you think I would be reading tarot (laughs) numbers, but, um, Oh, keep all of your receipts, you know, find out what your expenses are for your business. You know, when you're paying these web developers, you can, you know, you can knock that off your taxes, um, your website, sometimes your house. Um, If you work from at home, you can deduct a portion of that. Um, Trips, like if I want to go to a tarot convention, I can, you know, deduct my hotel, my food, my travel, because this is all expenses that are going towards my business. Um, And I recommend getting sheet protectors and keeping all of your invoices and receipts in those sheet protectors. Um, Doing your accounting, if you ask my husband, he would be like, (laughs) seriously, every month he's like, how are your numbers? And I'm like, you know, flying in the bird because I just don't want to talk about my numbers because I'm really, really bad at that. But last year, 2016 tax season, I didn't do my taxes properly. And then I ended up with a $2,000 bill and I had lawyers coming after me and they were going to like, yeah. And I'm in Austria. So I'm like, what is this lawyer telling me? You know, um, Find out what your tax rate is in your community and just 
get in the habit of putting some of that money aside. Don't yeah. just consider it to be all free money. Like, Ooh, I made 900 bucks this month. If I made 900 bucks this month, I have to put 250 aside because especially like we have social medicine here. So I have to pay for my, you know, and all of that stuff. So this is a business. And if you want it to be a business, you have to set it up properly. You have to be, you know, there is so much room for creativity and, and, you know, getting inspiration and being very spiritual, but part of spirituality is grounding and being, you know, and taking care of that because when you take care of your money, it tends to amplify. So, you know, it's not only the, the foundational part of that. It's also being a good ward of the material aspect of your life. So I think that's really important. Um, let's see. Uh, professional is not sloppy, in my opinion. Um, I think that Grammarly is really good. Um, you know, if you don't want to pay an editor or a copywriter or a proofreader or something like that, just take the time and download Grammarly and have it on your, because it underlines all of your mistakes. And remember that you are the forward, you are the face of your company. You are the face of your enterprise. And so you have to kind of interact with groups and your blog and social media and everything like that as if you are you have your business face on and you can be goofy and silly and every once in a while not have your makeup on or whatever but i'm saying when you're when you're sending a reading to somebody have a template you know have a logo um double check your grammar and spelling um let's see trying to think for those of you time. To, um, just to interject there, for those of you who don't know what Grammarly is, it is the add-on um, extension that you can get for Google Chrome. It's free from the Google Play Shop and all you need to do is just search for it and then install it in your browser and it will do everything, like emails, everything. It's it's really life-saving because, yeah, i um got to admit spelling and grammar is, has never been a strong point of mine, but I don't let that stop me. <laughs> Well, see, and you, you found a way around it. So that's good, at least. <laughs> so, yeah. 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 And you write books and everything too. So, I mean. I just had to learn a few things, but I uh, like skills, but it was definitely, um, language is not an issue. It's more just the way in which I, I write like I speak. So therefore I have to like, shift it from this is the way I talk to this is the way it should be read. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, when you're writing, you don't want to sound like you're like a, you know, like a medical no. uh, textbook and then the left side, you know, but at least you want to have some semblance of like, I, you know, I just hate when I download a book on Kindle or whatever and you open it up and it's just like a mess on the inside. Or if you go to a website and it's a mess and I know some people are just like, hey, don't knock it and this and that and the other thing. But I'm just like, no, you're trying to be a professional. So professional is professional. It, it means something to me. It, it means a different level of you know, observation of everything that you put into it. 
So um, also have the skills. Um, copy pasting meanings is not a good way to do a tarot reading, a professional tarot reading, especially if you're copy and pasting from somebody else. So, you know, um, yeah, exactly. Thank you. Yeah. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think, um, when you're first starting out, oh, I'm sorry. No, no, keep going. Okay. I, I know. I'm sorry. I'm a little verbose sometimes, but, um, you can work at psychic, uh, psychic hotlines at first too, even though, you know, sometimes the, uh, percentages that you get are not the greatest thing and they're kind of exploitative in in some respects but it's a way to bring in a regular income at least some regular money and also start growing a clientele when you're first starting out so you know it, it helps you set up a foundation so what and then remember too that you're not going to be like totally busy the whole time so don't have that as an expectation Mm. well thank you for those that's some very very good foundations there for sure you know treating your business like a business and making sure you've got the skill I mean that's that's fantastic so how can um we work with you and tell us a little bit about what your offers are online okay thank you So I do um, one-to-one mentoring so I can help a person, you know, start up, um, get everything set up. I can do, I do a lot of proofreading and editing work for spiritual entrepreneurs as well. So that's one of my like key places. Um, You can find me at www.sueellisseller and it's a it's a terrible <laughs> name for a website it's s-u-e-e-l-l-i-s-s-a-l-l-e-r like mississippi yeah i'll put the links of for all this by the way in the blog post and everything so okay thank you and um I also just started Spiritual Business Spotlight, which is a directory and it's turning into a community where people can, um, like I'll be doing podcasts, interviews. I have a directory on there. I'm always looking for writers. And basically what it is, is for newbie spiritual entrepreneurs who don't may not have a website or a following yet. And it's kind of like giving them a directory that's not like an exploitative directory Um, and also teaching them giving them the opportunity to join um this new school that i'm starting the spiritual business spotlight school or spiritual business basics i think and i'm working on that right now i'll be figuring out the details for that so if somebody signs up for the um, tarot from hobby to business checklist they'll be on my mailing list and then I'll keep them in the loop on that. So awesome. And that is um, something that you can grab. I will put the link to the checklist in the blog post and also in the description of the video. If you're watching this on YouTube, you should definitely check it out. 
just it's a nice to have something where you can actually look and, and make sure you haven't missed anything and to have some guidelines and some framework to go about setting things up. Now, is there anything that you may want to close off with or finish with or share um, with our audience? Well, thank you, first of all, Ethany, for having me on here. I really appreciate it. And I was very honored to be here. Um, and for the rest of everybody out there, I think you put it really well. The world needs your light. They need your voice. They need your take on tarot. Um, don't get caught up in comparing yourself to other people. Just be who you are. And, you know, enjoy the community, enjoy the ride of setting up and running with your own business because it can be so fabulous, so magical, and just a wonderful addition to your life. So treat it like, you know, put good energy into it and good expectations and keep growing it, nurturing it, loving it. And usually you'll sow the seeds that you put or, yeah. <laughs> I'm really bad. <laughs> uh, you'll reap, you'll harvest the seeds at some point when they become <laughs> pumpkins or whatever. <laughs> Tarot pumpkins. Yeah. Yeah, that. <laughs> so, well, yeah. thank you so, so much uh, for spending some time with me and with everyone today. I really appreciate it. And as I mentioned before, you can find all the information of how to work with Sue in the description of the YouTube video and in the blog post. And we will see you next time. Head to www.tarotreadersacademy.com to check out the training and offer with our faculty of tarot experts. That's www.tarotreadersacademy.com. You can also find out how to work with Ethany by heading to www.tarotreadersacademy.com. Ethany.com. Thank you for joining us.